Top of the morning, Sakina and Alana to you. It's very crazy today. I'm in your hometown. I'm in Nelspray. Can you believe that? Ah, I'm not from Nelspray, Clive. But my, 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 my home my, province. My <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, you you in my capital city. Uh, Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Uh, Guy, first off, uh, you know, just uh, the price of Brent crude uh, seemingly, you know, going up steadily once again. Yeah, we're not convinced still, Sakina. We don't think it is any good in any case. What happened is you've got a strong dollar and that picked up from yesterday as well because we started seeing the U.S. stocks doing relatively well. So the, the prices did go slightly a bit up, but it does not mean that it's all gloom and doom. And a lot of people are saying that this is the bottom out. Remember we spoke about it last week. We said we might be hitting that bottom out price, and it means that that's it, especially when you start seeing deals with the uh, oil companies that are trying to buy one another and trying to merge. Uh, but still, it's not convincing, Sakina, and I still think that uh, we're going to have a bit of a while to go before we see them go up again or before we see them actually affect the petrol price. And the Chinese stocks, they seem to be rallying. It's worrying. The reason why is this because the fact that they're rallying so hard, some of them are trading at about 11.6 times their actual earnings price ratio. So what this means is that the economy is not growing at the same pace. Remember that the economy has been declining um, right from last year. Even this year, you know, we're talking about this magic number called around 7% GDP. So we are not convinced that this is a good rally. We're convinced in actual fact that this could be a bubble. And it is the same thing that we saw happen back in 2007 when we saw the property bubble in China when people moved into the bigger cities. So we are saying that you should be very, very wary when you see earnings per ratio going up so high uh, and not necessarily uh, correlating with what's happening on the economic front. So that is a concern. Mm. The rand has dropped by 1% as the dollar continues to strengthen against major currencies. Some some of my colleagues made a joke and said it's because Helen Zill has resigned um, as the leader of the DA. (laughs) 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 No, no, nothing to do with it. No, no. Uh, The reason why that is, is that we saw the resources stocks actually not doing relatively well. Um, And the reason why they're not doing well is because of the strong uh, dollar. So we we export a lot of uh, of our resources uh, uh, material. So that that happens and puts the pressure on the rand and the companies are not earning as well. But, I tell you what, just like Narissa said this morning, if you had put in money at NASPERS, Sakina, at NASPERS, mm. about 13 months ago, they were sitting at 1,119 uh, uh, sh- uh, per share. At the moment, they're sitting at 1,998. So that means that you would have nearly doubled your earnings had you put that money there. Uh, in search. So just put it into perspective, if you're earning, say, about half a million per annum, you'd be sitting now with a million rand extra cash in just one year. You'd have increased your actual uh, <laughs> salary by 100%. <laughs> yeah, that's a pity. It's a pity for those who didn't take it up, unfortunately. Uh, but but we're just also just looking at ESCOM, you know, people this morning complaining about uh, load shedding, uh, something I guess, uh, you know, we'll have to get used to. But uh, on the business day this morning, the World Bank uh, yesterday urging South Africa to urgently address the electricity shortages. Now, ESCOM's woes are just continuing because workers have now downed tools in support of the fired contract workers at Madupi. 
I, 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 it, it really confuses me, this one, Sakina. I don't know how to put it because I always say that there's, there's always going to be a difficulty when we cannot tell the difference between the influence of labor, business, and government. So I find it very uh, concerning because if you actually listen to what those strikes are about, they're about contract workers. And those contract workers, the contract is over. Um, and, and, and so they can fire and hire as they want, but at the same time, if you understand or you, uh, you understand the conditions of work, the basic condition of work in the contract, and you still want to uh, strike because your members or your, some of your partners have left the work uh, or have been fired uh, because they were not doing their work, I, I, don't know, I find it very difficult because I, I see the lines being blurred there between business, labor, and government. So I, I, I really find it very frustrating in this country where we've got a 27% unemployment rate that people strike on the basis of their other colleagues. I find it very difficult, and I, I might sound controversial, but I, I just think that we need to really look, relook at the basis of why we are working and the economic structure, and if we are earning a salary and we put our salaries at, at risk, uh, for these particular things, it's very, very concerning for me, Sakina. So it is a bit of a blow because we do be, uh, if it's not up in a year's time, we're going to be sitting in the dark for a while.